All right, Tribal say good morning. My apologies for the uh, for the delay. Technical issues. Apparently, even at five forty-five in the morning, technical issues. Baruch Hashem. All right, Tribal say so. We're going to begin by thanking our sponsors for this morning's daf. To thank our Talmud Torah sponsor for the month of. I'm uh, sorry, Baruch Hashem. New Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Teves. Dovi and Nina Elman, in honor of their daughter Ayelet becoming a bas mitzvah, may she continue to be a source of nachas to our entire family. We thank the Elman so much for that beautiful dedication. We thank our week of learning sponsors, Paul and Kathy Pollock, in memory of Paul's and Esther, and in memory of Paul's aunt Esther Pollock, Esther Bas Zacharia, uh, Moshe Ben Sion and Judy Pacino, in commemoration of the first yard site of Moshe Ben Sion's mother, Leah Rachel Bas Shmuel. We hope that in the merit of our time. Torah, the Nishamas will have an Aliyah and the family in Nechama. We thank our day of learning sponsors, Brian and Suri Tannen, for the arts that are Brian's father, Baruch Yaakov Ben Shlomo Aryeh, and an appreciation for all of the Shi'urim. We thank our Dafyomi sponsors, Jacob and Julie Blumenfeld, Le'iloi Nishmas, Yaakov Ze'ev Ben Ruven Halevi, Julie's grandfather, as well as in the Schusav Rufur Shlema for Ruchama Aviva, Bas Shenachana, and Rachel Yehudis Bas Tova Gitl. We thank all of our sponsors for their incredible and ongoing support. And also with that, let us begin. Today's daf, we have a beautiful, beautiful daf ahead of us today. Today's daf is Chof Hei 25. Actually, a lot of great, a lot of great sugyas, a lot of great halacha lemaisa. We'll see, uh, we'll see exactly how much we, uh, we get to. So today's daf is Chof Hei 25, and we are picking up Emir Hashem on Chof Dalit Amid Beis 24b. So we remember again, we were speaking about the concept, Rabbi Avo's idea, that halacha lemaisa, you only get malchus, you only get lashes for violation of an Isr Hanah, if you go ahead, or if you only get lashes for, am I, am I okay? All right, we only get, we only get, we only get malchus ultimately again for, tell me what you need. Yeah, I published. I published. It, it, it might take a little bit of time to, uh, yeah. All right, so uh, we're also taking uh, collections for our technology budget. If you'd like to be PayPal, Zelle, right? So, so, so the Gemara pointed out that Halacha Lemaisa, you only get Malkus, you only get Malkus if you go ahead and you partake of the particular item, Kedera Chana Asan. In a normative, in a normative fashion. So, if you were to, for example, you gave the example, if you were to go out and take chaylev and put chaylev ultimately again on top of, on top of, on top of your mak, on top of your wound, then halacha lemaisa, you would not be in violation for the enjoyment, so to speak, or consumption of chaylev or benefiting from chaylev, because halacha lemaisa that is non-normative enjoyment. So along those same lines, the Gemara says as follows. Amra Baye, we'll see, so we're picking up two, four, six, eight, ten lines up from the bottom. Amra Baye, Hakal Moldim, Bikloi Hakerem, Shalokin Alein Afilu Shaloki Darachana Asan. The Gemara says, Abaye explains that everyone agrees that Halacha Lamaisa, we do not go ahead and you don't, you don't get Malchus for benefiting from Kloi Yakerem if you go ahead and you benefit from them Shaloki Darachana Asan in an abnormal voice. Remember again, Kloi Yakerem means the act of planting either grain or greens in proximity to a vineyard. So if you go ahead and you get benefit from Kloi Yakerem Shaloki Darachana Asan in an abnormal fashion, you don't get Malchus. My time, what's the reason? So the Gemara says, Interestingly enough, because by Kloi Yakerem, 
the Isser is not phrased in the form of Achila, in the form of consumption. So because consumption is not, is not mentioned, therefore, Halacha if you go ahead and you benefit from Klai HaKem in a non-normal or abnormal fashion, you do not get Malkus. Says the Gemara, Meisvei, Isi ben Yehuda Omer, Isi ben Yehuda says, Minayin lebaser bechalav shu aser. So I say, how do we know ultimately again that baser bechalav is aser? So I say, if you take a look quickly at uh, Achinas, let's, let's go. So you want to make, how do we know? How do we know that baser bechalav is aser? Neemar kan ki am kadosh ato. So we'll say, by Basar B'chalav it says, you shall not partake of it, for you are a holy nation. And interestingly enough, by Trefa it says, and you shall be a consecrated people to me. So we'll say, that's a reference to Trefa. That's a reference to Trefa. So remember again, the passage says, Basar Basar the Trefa, Anshe Kodesh Teyunli, Basar Basar the Trefa lo Sochilun. Be a holy people to me, therefore don't eat a Trefa animal. Ma'alahalan Aser, so just like a Trefa is Aser, ultimately again, so too Basar Bechalav is Aser as well. Ve'inli ela Ba'achila. Rebosa, I only know, remember, Trefa is only Aser Ba'achila. It is not Aser Ba'ana. Ba'ana minayin, how do I know ultimately again that Basar Bechalav is Aser Ba'ana as well? To which the Gemara says, Amrit Kavachomer. Mikha Kavachomer, what's the Kavachomer? Uma Arla, Shalone Evdaba, Avera, Asura, Bana. So Arla, nothing, there, there was no Avera, there was no Avera done in Arla. I'm sorry, I will say, I meant, right, there's no, there was no Avera done with Arla. Remember again, Arla represents the fruit of the first three years. So I'll say, so there's no Maisa Avera in the creation of Arla, right? Arla is just the growth of regular fruit. Yet what? Asura ba'ano. Yet Arla is going to be Asura ba'ano. Basra b'chalav shenev da bo'avera. Eino din she Asura ba'ano. Then Basra b'chalav ultimately what? Basra b'chalav. Where halacha l'mayis again, there was an avera that was done in the creation of it. Ultimately again, it should certainly be Asura ba'ano. Suppose they say, you hear the, sh- the Kavach Omer? If Arla, there was nothing wrong done in the creation of Arla. Yet Arla is Asura ba'ano. So Basar B'chalav, where there was something done in the creation of Basar B'chalav, i.e. what? What? You mixed milk and meat together. You weren't supposed to do that. Halacha Lamaisa. Halacha Lamaisa, it certainly should be Asr Ba'ana. To which type of Chav Hei, excuse me. Ma'li Arlash Kemal Haisa Voshas HaKosher. But here's the distinction. They're not necessarily comparable. Because remember again, Arla itself never had a moment in which it was permitted. Tomar bebasar bechalav shahaisalo shas hakosher. Ultimately, again, one should say when it comes to basar bechalav, basar bechalav, that halacha lamaisa it had a shas hakosher. Suppose so, me, you hear that distinction that arla itself was never permitted. Remember, when you plant the tree, anything that grows for those first three years is automatically asar. There's no point in time ultimately again where those where that klayakerem, excuse me, that arla. Is mutter. Yet ultimately, again, Basar Bechalav did have a Shasa Kosher. What's the Shasa Kosher? What was the window of, of, of per, permissiveness when it comes to Basar Bechalav? Before it was mixed together, right? When it was just Basar, it was just Chalav. Ultimately, again, they were both permitted. To which the Gemara says, Chalmisa Pesach Yochiyah. So Chalmisa Pesach is a good raya. What do you see about Chalmisa Pesach? Shahayulo Shasa Kosher. Remember again, Chalmits had a Shasa Kosher. When was the Shasa Kosher of Chalmits? 
the whole rest of the year, right? The entire year chametz is permitted. And yet when Pesach comes, it is Asr Ba'na. So I will say that should be a good raya. That should be a good raya for Basar Bechalov. Basar Bechalov, like chametz, had a window of permissiveness. It was permitted for a certain amount of time. But then when it becomes Asr, it becomes Asr Ba'na. One second. Malu chametz Pesach shekin anush kares. So we'll say, but here's the problem. Remember again, the problem, of course, is the comparison is not totally good. Because after all, again, Basar Bechalov, excuse me, Chamitz on Pesach, ultimately again, which is an Isra of Kares, when it comes to, Cham, sorry, Chamitz on Pesach is an Isra of Kares. Basar Bechalov, of course, is not an Isra of Kares. So therefore, again, the comparison is not really good. To which the Gemara says, Klaya Kerem Yochichu. So let's prove the following. So Klaya Kerem will be the Raya. What's right from Klaya Kerem? She'ino Anush Kares. So first, Klaya Kerem ultimately again are not, there's no Chi of Kares by Klaya Kerem. But yet they are Asrabana. So we'll say, so this could go ahead and serve as a Raya to Basar Bechalov. Just like Klaya Kerem ultimately again is Asrabana. And it's not the Chi of Kares. So too, again, Basar Bechalov, which also is not an Isra Kare, should also be Asr Ba'ana. To which the Gemara says, Ve'emisa. But if what you said before was correct, if, what are we referring to, we'll say? If you remember, we said before that Halacha Lemaisa, that Klaya Kerem, Zevi, I'm sorry, you could close that door, I'm sorry. If, if we go ahead and we said, like we said before, namely, that Klaya Kerem, you don't get Malkus if you go ahead and you enjoy it, Shaloke Darachana Asan. Remember, that's how we started this. That because the Torah does not phrase the Isra of Kla Yakerim as an Isra Achila, therefore, Halacha Lemaisa, I don't get Malkus if I enjoy it in a non normative fashion. So that's the case, Rabbi Say That is true. I'm sorry, I, I said that just the opposite. Kla Karim, you do get Malkus. I'm sorry. Kla Karim, you do get Malkus. Ultimately, again, even if you enjoy it in a non-normative fashion, I'm sorry if I said that wrong before, because the prohibition is not phrased as an Isr Achila, therefore, again, one does get Malkus if one enjoys it even in a non-normative fashion. Also, remember again, this stands in contradistinction to other Isur. Remember again, Rabbi Abou said yesterday, in yesterday's daf, that Allah Chalamaisa, if you benefit from something that is Asr, Shaloki Darachana Asr, in a non-normative fashion, you are not Chayib. The example of that was, the example, Chayib on your wound. Right, you go and you put chaylev on your wound, Rabbi Havah, who said, you're not chayiv. Why? Because you only chayiv if you benefit from something in a normative fashion. Now the Gemara is suggesting that, 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 that klaya kerem ultimately is an exception to that rule. That klaya kerem, even if you get benefit from it in a non-normative fashion, you will still be chayiv for that. Why is that? What was the svara? The svara was because by klaya kerem, the Torah doesn't phrase it as an isra'chilah. It doesn't phrase it ultimately again as a prohibition of consumption. So because it just frames it as a stamp prohibition, you'll be chayiv even if you benefit from it in a non-normative fashion. Now I will say, why is that important? Because remember again, the Gemara now quotes a b'raisa. The b'raisa is trying to prove that Basar Bechalov, Basar Bechalov has an Isr Hana. So we're trying to, so we're comparing Basar Bechalov to a whole bunch of stuff. To Trefa, so to, to Chametz. And now we say, well, you can't compare it to Chametz. Why? Because Chametz has, Chametz has, uh, an Isr Kares. 
To which he wants, well, let's compare it to Klaya Kerem. Because Klaya Kerem ultimately, again, is an item that is prohibited and is not Chayiv Kares, not Chayiv Kares, but also has an Isser Hano. To which the Gemara says, but one second. If what you said before was correct, namely, that by Klaya Kerem, you get Malkus, even if you don't enjoy it in a normative fashion, that's a unique aspect, ultimately, again, by Klaya Kerem. The Gemara says, So, Ivim Isa, Nifroch, Malak Klaya Kerem, Shekin Lokin Alein, Afish Lokidera Chana Asan, Vabaye, Tomar, Bemai Tomar. So, ultimately, again, what will Abaye say? Tomar, Babasa, Bechalov, Shin Lokin Alav, Ela Dera Chana Asan. So, the problem, of course, by Abaye will have to say is that by Basa Bechalov, Halacha Lemaisa, again, you only get Malkis Dera Chana Asan. But we'll say, but one second, maybe Basar B'chalav is another exception to this rule. Because we'll say, remember again, by Basar B'chalav, the Torah also does not go ahead and put forward the lav with Lashon Achila. Right? The Torah never says you can't eat Basar B'chalav. Rather, what does the Torah say? What does the Torah say? Don't cook a kid in its mother's milk. See, interestingly enough, I will say, what are you going to say? That maybe by... Maybe by maybe you want to suggest that Kloya Karim has a unique aspect in that you don't you you get Malkus Afilu Shaloki Darachana also. Well one second. Basar Bakalov, like Kloya Karem, does not have its prohibition phrased in Bedarach Achila, right? All it says is Lo Sivashel Gidi Bechalevimo. So is the Isr by Basar Bakalov framed as an Isra Achila? The Idach, the Kamosiv La, I'm sorry, the Idach, the Kamosiv La Savar, Lahaki Kagaram in Avela. And the other opinion will say, no, 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 this is the entire reason that Basar Bakalov is on that from the Vela. Man Avela, Darachana Asa, Af Basar Bakalov, Darachana Asa. That while it's true that Basar Bakalov does not have its prohibition, Framed or phrased as an Isra Achila, this is the reason ultimately, again, it is learned out from Nevela. Just like Nevela, you are only Chayiv. You are only Chayiv ultimately, again, for Darachana Asa. So to Abasa Bechalav, you will only be Chayiv Darachana Asa. The Abai, Abai will say, and Abai will say, no, the entire reason why the Torah does not go ahead. And phrase the Isr Basa Bechalav as an Isr Achila is why to teach you that Halacha Lamaisa you are Chayiv for Basa Bechalav Afilu Shelo Kederach Hanaaso even if you benefit from it in some abnormal way Halacha Lamaisa you will still be Chayiv for violation of Basa Bechalav so we'll say so a very a very interesting discussion here so we'll say so therefore just, just to kind of keep focused. The, the, the major part of our Sukkah of Yerbosei is Rabbi Avo's statement that Halacha Lamaisa, you are only Chayiv ultimately again for Isurim if you benefit from them Kiderach Asan. If you benefit from them in what we call a normative fashion. That's why again the case of Chaylev is the paradigmatic case. If you go out and you place Chaylev on your wound, although you are technically benefiting from Chaylev, because that is not the normal way to benefit, therefore Halacha Lamaisa, you will not be Chayiv. All the Gemara now brings up is, by the way, there may be exceptions to that rule. What type of exceptions to that rule? Well, when the Torah prohibits something and doesn't prohibit it, that you can't eat something. So remember, again, let's take one more step back. What we've also established is that sometimes when the Torah says you can't eat something, eating also includes what? Hana. Right? So remember again, that's the Machlokis Rabbi Avon Chizkiah, which we still have to resolve. We just have to resolve. 
ultimately, again, but halacha lemaisa, so the Gemara is saying, normally when we say achila, achila could also mean hana, right? But again, even when there's an isra hana, hana means you can't get normative benefit. But anytime you get non-normative benefit, it could very well be that halacha lemaisa, you're not going to be chayfed. Which I will say, the logic behind that is, when the Torah prohibits something, it prohibits it in a normative framework. So if you're going to get benefit, but it's not normative benefit, then halacha lemaisa, again, you're not going to be chayfed for that. Except when, except when, kind of coming full circle, except when the Torah frames the prohibition in a way that doesn't use a lashon of achila. If the Torah frames your prohibition and doesn't use lashon of achila, it's quite possible that the Torah is coming to tell you you're going to be chayiv for consumption, for hana, and even for what? Even for what? Non-normative hana. So we have two examples of where the Torah frames a prohibition and doesn't use lashon of achila. So if we have klaya kerem and basar bechalav, so we'll say klaya kerem off to a basar bechalav. We know, by the way, that you are chayiv for non-normative hana, right? How do we know that? Now basar bechalav, the truth is, is a little bit of an outlier because basar bechalav, you even chayiv for what? Even chayiv for what? Even just for the act of making it. Right, so remember again, so Basar Bechalav, the Torah doesn't phrase it as a Lashon Achilav, as an Isra Achilav, so Bechayiv, even for now, normative benefits. But we're not finished. Velifroch, why don't you go ahead and ask on that Kavach Omer? I, Klaya Kerem itself, never had a time that it was permitted. Well, so remember again, Klaya Kerem is Asr from the beginning. That's different than Basar Bechalav. Basar Bechalav is not Asr from the beginning. When it was just Basar, when it was just Chalav, they were both Mutter. Right? So remember again, that is the greatest Chiddush of Basar Bechalav. Like, like, like Klaya Kerem. Normally when we have something prohibited, the, 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 the etzem, the etzem item, meaning the, the item itself is prohibited. Basar Bechalav is unique because you're taking two permitted items and you are bringing them together to create something prohibited. The truth is, that is the halacha with many types. Same thing with shatnis. Same thing with klaya kerem. Items which are independently permitted, but yet somehow the mixture of two permitted items creates a prohibited result. So the Gemara says, why don't you ask on the Kabbalah Homer, Velifroch, by klaya kerem, ultimately again, there was no permitted time. Amrav Adabar Avrava said this incredible Zosa Meres, Klaya Karim Ikarin Esarim, Hoil Vahisalahem Shasa Kosher Kodim Hashrasha. So we'll say maybe it's possible to say that Klaya Karim are permitted when you first plant them. Because maybe Halakhalamaisa Klaya Karim only becomes prohibited when? When? When the item itself takes root. See, remember again, let's illustrate a very simple case of Klaya Karim. I have a vineyard. And then what do I do? I bring in some stalks of grain. I bring in a grain patch and I go ahead and I, I plant stalks of grain in close proximity to my vineyard. So we'll say, so the interesting shot that's going to come up now is when does that grain become prohibited? At, at what point in time? So is it the moment that you plant it in the ground? Or the Gemara suggesting maybe, maybe halacha the grain is permitted until it takes root. It's only once it takes root, hashrasha, Ultimately, again, that makes it us. So the Gemara says, well, one second. Master of Shmaya, Rav Shmaya brought up an interesting case. Hama'avir Asitz Nakov Bekerem. We'll say, you know, the Sugiv Asitz Nakov has to appear at least once in every Masechta. Right? It's incredible. It's the perforated path. It appears, it's everywhere. So we'll say, remember again, the whole chap of the Asitz Nakov is what? Is that because it's perforated, therefore what? 
the halacha says it could draw nutrients from the ground. That it's an interesting idea. That because it's perforated on the bottom, it's ki'ilu, it's as if somehow it is attached to the ground. So listen to this fascinating case. You are bringing an atzitz nakov in a kera. So we'll say, now watch this case. So imagine the following situation. I have a perforated pot and I have grain planted in it. And what am I doing? I'm taking it through, I'm walking it through a vineyard. What's, get ready for this. What's the halacha? Imhosif masayim. If it grew at least one two hundredth aser, ultimately again the grain will be aser. However, hosif in lo hosif lo. So we'll say, what do you see from there? So you see from here that when this clay carrot become aser, we'll say, when does it become aser? When when if there's additional growth. So it's not when the item takes root. It's ultimately again if there's so it's not when you plant it, and it's not even when it takes takes root. It's when there is additional growth. So we'll say this is a yisodistic shaila. At what point in time am I higher for Kalei Karen? We'll say this means two things. This means two things. Number one, when do I violate the Isra? We'll say, when else, why else is this important? Let's say I plant grain in my vineyard. And then you know what? I become a Balchuva. I become Balchuva. We all have to become Balchuva. I become Balchuva. I say, you know, I didn't have it. I want to reverse it. I want to yank the grain out of, out of the ground. So we'll say, what's the Shaila? Does yanking the grain out of the ground do anything or not? Well, now we have three possibilities. When does clay akara, when do I violate, it's very exciting, when do I violate that? Do I violate it when I plant it? Do I violate it when it takes root? Or do I violate it when, possibility number three? When there's additional growth. Now, a minimal amount of growth. One two hundredth of growth, but some minimal amount of growth. So which one is it? And we seem to have contradictory sources. Amra um, said, listen to this. Trey Kroik Sibi. The truth is there are two psukim written by Kloya Kerem. Ksiv Hazara. So one part says ultimately again. Hazara. Uh, ha, hazara. One part says ultimately again when you plant it. Uksiv Hamalea. Bosei Malea means growth. So which one is it? Is it is the Isra of Kloya Kerem when you plant it or when it grows? Hake said, listen to this. Zuroa Meikara Bahashrasha. Zorua uba hos uba hosif. Sorry, zorua uba hosif in the hosif law. Supposed to listen to this. I'm going to read Rashi and then I'm going to show you the Rambam to give a little bit more clarity. Look at Rashi. Zorua meikara. Rashi says it's the first white line in Rashi. Bekerem bahashrasha kidechsev azera mash m'shaaf azria neaseres miu kodim hashrasha keman deman chabikad. Supposed to listen to this. If the item that we're talking about the first time is being planted. Ultimately, again, is in the vineyard. Then halacha lemaisa. Then halacha lemaisa. Klaya karen becomes aser as soon as the item takes root. So, for example, if you're planting grain for the first time in the vineyard, then halacha lemaisa. Klaya karen is violated when the item actually takes root. However, however, zarua zarua uba. What's the case of Zarua Uba? Rashi says, Kodim Lachain. So we'll say, but if he has something planted originally beforehand somewhere else. So we'll say, what's that case of an item planted originally somewhere before, some, beforehand somewhere else? That's the case, let's say, of the Atit Snakov. But if you have grain that is already planted somewhere and now it's being transported ultimately again into the vineyard, then when do you violate Klaya Kerem? When? Only when there is an additional 200th of growth. So we'll say, let, let me read this to you in the Rambam, because the Rambam's Lashon is actually great. The Rambam writes, I'm sorry, that's Rambam Shulchan Aruch. Because the Lachos of Klai Akram are in Yeradeya. So this is in Simen Reish Tzadik Vav Sif Tes. Me'ima Saitvua O Yerek Miskachim. So Shulchan Aruch says, Halacha Lama when does Klai HaKerem become Aser? At what point in time have you transgressed? 
So the, so the Shulchan Aruch says, Mishi Yishrashu. So we'll say, if you are planting something for the first time in the vineyard, Kla Karim is transgressed ultimately again when the item, whether it's grain or whether it's greens, take root. However, listen to this. That's the Shulchan Aruch in Siftes. Shulchan Aruch in Sift Yuzayin says as follows. You are not, listen to this, you're not permitted to carry a perforated flower pot, a perforated pot through your vineyard. Let me say it differently. You're not permitted to take a perforated pot that has grain or greens planted inside of it and walk it across the vineyard. And if you go ahead, and you left it in the vineyard long enough for it to grow one two hundredth, ultimately again, it is asr. So we'll say, what's the chilek in the two cases? In case number one, you're planting something, the item is not planted anywhere, right? The grain or the greens are not planted anywhere. You're now planting them in the vineyard. When you plant an item in the vineyard, it only becomes asr as kalayakaram when? When the item takes root. In case number two, the item is already planted somewhere. Where is it planted in case number two? In the atzitz nakov, in the perforated pot. Halacha lamaisa, when does that become asr az klayakerem? When it adds on one two hundredth. So we'll say, so they're just, just you should know that, that, that is halacha lamaisa by klayakerem. Quite, uh, quite, quite incredible. So we'll say that, that closed out now. Of course, the, we, we do paskin. We do paskin like the statement of, of Rabbi Avo, namely that halacha lamaisa, you do only get malchus, you only get malchus for for Isurim if you benefit from them in a normative fashion. That is indeed the way we paskin halacha lamaisa. And again, that's 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 in a general sense. However, there are two exceptions to this rule, as the Gemara says. So in general, for example, say for taking the Gemara's case, if you were to take a piece of chalif and put it on your wound, would you be chayy for that? No. Why? Uh, benefiting in a non-normative fashion. How there are two extent that, and therefore they will say that is the general rule. So we'll say, by the way, this goes for everything. If you were to take a piece of chazer and just eat it raw, rip it off the chazer and eat it, would you be chayyeh for that? No. Why? Ultimately, again, non-normative consumption. Non-normative consumption, non-normative. The only two exceptions to this rule, amazingly enough, are number one, Right? Milk and meat, basar b'chalav, and klaya kerem. Why are both Because those two isurim ultimately, again, are not phrased balashnachiva. So because, so I will say, there's, there's, there's two things happening over here. There was number one, the assumption like Rabbi Avo said that anytime the Torah says an Israhila, Israhila also includes Israhana. Although, again, I, I owe you the Rambam on that's what you're going to get to. All right, so that, that's Aleph and Bez, that, right, that's Aleph and Bez. So whenever there's an Israhila, also includes Israhana. But Israhana only is transgressed when you get normative benefit. The only exceptions to this rule will be when a prohibition is not phrased as an Isr Achila. When it's not phrased as an Isr Achila, it's a more expansive love, which says that you're in violation of it, even if you benefit or you enjoy it in a non-normative fashion. One or two examples of non, of Isr not phrased as Isr Achila, again, Basar Bechalov and, and, Klaya Kerem. Bosai halachas, very quick halachas of Klaya Kerem. When do you transgress the prohibition of planting forbidden substances in a vineyard? What's the answer? It depends. It depends. What does it depend on? 
Is the item already planted or not? If the greens or grains are already planted, like for example, in the case of the Atzitz Nakov, where they're planted somewhere, and now you're bringing them through the vineyard, when do you transgress? One two hundredth of growth. Excellent. However, if you are planting the greens or the grains, mamish, in the karam itself, then Allah so when do you transgress? Ultimately, again, as soon as they take root. Good. Oh, say beautiful. Incredible. Incredible. It's going to be a good day. It's mamish. It's 616. And look at what we've gotten already. Well, so let's go right there. I'm going to say, incredible sogya. Incredible, incredible sogya. I'm going to Here we go. Bosai, you are allowed to use anything that is usser for medicinal purposes with the exception of the branches of an Asherah tree. Now, Bosai, remember again, Asherah is a tree used for Avodah Zorah. Saloch what the Gemara is saying is you can go ahead and get benefit. You can go ahead and essentially heal yourself with any prohibited item other than Ase Asherah. So one second. Let, let's analyze what exactly is the case over here. So the Gemara says, One second. If I'm in mortal danger, then it should be permitted to go ahead and use even Avodah Zorah. And if I'm not in mortal danger, then why should I be able to use any Isser? By the way, you, you hear what's happening over here? This is a major Shaila. A person is ill. A person is ill. The Gemara just said, you can use anything that's also for medicinal purposes to heal yourself except Asi Asherah. But what type of illness are we talking about? To which the Gemara says, Disanya, I'm sorry, Lo'olam Dika Sakana. No, what are we talking about? It's a case of Sakana. You're in mortal danger. Mortal danger. Salah, I might as well say a person is in mortal danger. Of course, you're allowed to transgress anything and everything when in mortal danger. So you need chalif to get better. You need tarfus to get better. You need kleya kerem to get better. Absolutely take whatever you need with one exception. What can't you use even in a case of mortal danger? Avodah Zara. Avodah Zara you can't use. This time, Bosa, this is incredible, Gimara. This time, Rabbi Leazar Omer, If the Torah says, Torah says, I have to love Hashem. And what does this have to love Hashem with? I have to love Hashem with all of my heart. With all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my means. To which the Gimara says, If it says, I have to love God with all of my soul, then why does it say I have to love God with all of my money? But say, obviously, with all of my soul means the entirety of my life. So I have to love God with the entirety of my life. Then why do I have to? Why does that say I have to love God with all of my money? And ultimately, again, if it says with all of my money, then ultimately, again, why does it say with all of my heart? So both say, again, they seem to be redundant. No, well, not really redundant. What it's saying is like this, that halacha lamaisa, if you tell me I have to love God with all of my money, then how can you say I have to love God with all of my heart? And if you tell me that I have to love God with all of my heart, right, which means like all of my life, then obviously, if I, which means I have to give my life for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then ultimately, why does it have to say I have to love God with all of my money? Well, so words, if you tell me I have to give my life to the Rebbe Shalom, then of course I have to give my money. And if you tell me I have to give my money, then I'm not sure exactly how to understand that I have to give my life. Here we go. Listen to this profound idea. Profound idea. Because there are different kinds of people in this world. Some people love life more than they love money. And some people love money more than they love life. 
And some people love physical life more than they love spiritual life. And some people love spiritual life more than they love physical life. Different people love different things. So what is Rebbe Shalom telling us? No matter what you love in life, I want you to love me more. No matter what you love in life, I want you to love me more. I have to love the Ribbono Shel Olam. Whether you value physical life most, with all of your heart, whether you value physical life most, spiritual life most, monetary life most, whatever you value most in life, whatever is most important to you, Chadish Baruch says, I want you to love me more. So we'll say, now watch this. So what does that have to do with Avodah Zara? So we'll say, so understand the flow. It's very, very, very exciting. So we'll say, understand the flow here. So what are we saying? Torah, so the Gemara says, you can, you can achieve medicinal healing through anything except Avodah Zara. Anything that's other except Avodah Zara. Why? Then I will say, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says something amazing. Last Rashi. And we'll say, if you achieve medicinal healing through Avodazara, it looks like, it makes it look like you love Avodazara more than you love the Ribbono Shalom. And therefore, again, the Pasik tells me, the Ahavta Sashem means, I can't do anything that makes it look like I love anything more than the Ribbono Shalom. The act of healing myself with Avodah Zarah ascribes an, an importance to Avodah Zarah above HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And that I can't do. Therefore, the Gemara says, because I have an obligation to love the Rebbe Shalom, I can't use Avodah Zarah to heal myself even if I'm in the midst of mortal danger. Then I will say, I want to point out, just the hour is late, so I don't have time to do it, but I'm just going to do it very quickly. So I will say, Tosis here, Tosis here, last Tosis on the daf, says something absolutely amazing. Tosis says, Nira Lari, last top bottom Tosis, Demairi kegon she'en yochol israfib mishar eitzim ele bazeh kegon ayyedei sheidim o shum davar. Tosis here, I will say, the recall something amazing. The re says, when can't you use Avodah Zarah for refuah? The re understands it's when you're somehow tapping in to the spiritual powers of the Avodah Zarah. Like it's assumed that there's some type of presence or aura about this that's used for healing. But Tosa says, for example, if you need to make a bandage out of the bark, and it just happens to be the only bark that's available is Asherah bark, but you would have just as soon used an oak tree or a different kind of tree. It doesn't mean you don't care. You just need bark. Tosa says that's mutter. This is going to be the subject of Machlok that we need to get into. Just want to point out, so the way the reason they're staying in the Gemara of when it says, that's when you are somehow tapping into the spiritual qualities of the Asherah. That's when it looks like you're being moted to the Avodah But if you're just using the bark of the tree and it just happens to be the only tree available right now is an Asherah tree, then Allah said that's going to be permitted. We're going to see those who are going to say, Vaitre, you can heal yourself with anything, anything that's Asr. Except if your healing requires you to violate 
any of the three cardinal averus, avavodazara, idolatry, immorality, or murder. So we'll say, so remember again, just, just to illustrate this, how do you go ahead and heal yourself with murder? What does that mean? Sarashi so points out a very simple case. Kigon, Amrulo, let's say again, Anachri comes over to you and he says, listen, here's the deal. Either you kill Ruven or I'll kill you. You'll kill Reuven or I'll kill you. So we'll say, so in that situation, I'm pretty, I'm pretty ill, right? I'm in a pretty precarious situation. So the only way for me to quote unquote heal myself is to kill another person. So the Gemara says, you can't heal yourself like that. Same idea with, with Gil Arias. I'm immorality. Person says, right? The person says, engage in this act of immorality or I'll kill you. I'll kill you. So we'll say, remember, if someone says I'm going to kill me, that's, that's like being in a, in, it's being pretty, it's being halachically ill, right? I'm in a precarious situation. I am permitted to heal myself with any prohibited substance or, or even that I can commit any avera I need to in order to heal myself with the exception of the three cardinal averas. Avodazara, idolatry, gilerais, immorality, shvichos, dam, and murder. So the Gemara says, Avodazara, hada amrans, Avodazara, we just said before, we just proved that before. That's, that's based on the Avodazara, Shnol Kelcho. Gilerais, shvichos, dam, we'll say, how do I know that I can't, quote unquote, heal myself with immorality or murder? Desanya, Rabbi Omer, Kika Asher Yakum Ish Areo Uritzachon Nefesh, Kena Davarazah. So we'll say, give you a little bit of context. The Pasuk over here is talking about Narahama Urasam. Right, a girl who is betrothed to be married, which means again, Abba says she has she she has done kiddushin with a man, so she's received an item of value, affected kiddushin, and then the Torah is describing a situation over here where halacha she's raped by someone, so she's raped by someone. So Torah, Torah says, Torah says, the Torah compares. Now, interestingly enough, so the pasuk says. Obviously, the girl is not held, the Nara is not held accountable for what occurred because she was violated, she was raped. So the Gemara says, Because the Torah compares this situation, what this man has done to this woman is like someone who stands ready to murder another person. So the Gemara says, I don't understand. Why does the Torah compare rape to murder? So the Gemara says, or I should say, why does the Torah compare the rapist to a murderer, to, or, or to an attempted murderer. The Torah is comparing a murderer, a rotzeach tanara murasa, meaning what? Listen to this. If you see a man attempting to rape a woman, you are permitted to save her even, let me see this, finish the sentence. You are permitted to save her even if the only way of doing so is by killing the attempted rapist. If you see a man ready to violate a woman, that is considered to be sakonis nafashas, that is tent, right? And therefore, again, if the only way to stop him is to kill him, then halach you are permitted to do so. Ultimately, again, what I will say, halach is the same thing, right? The fact that the Torah compares Nara Musa to I know that halach if I see Ruvain running after Shimon and Ruvain is about to kill Shimon, what am I allowed to do? I'm allowed to kill Ruvain to stop him from killing Shimon. So too, I see a man about to rape a woman. Halach I could kill him in order to stop the rape. We also learn something out from Nara so from We also learn out halacha of Nara Hamurasa from Rotseach. How so? They both say, just like Rotseach is Yiharik Valyavar, which means if someone says to me, kill Reuven or I'll kill you, I have no right to take Reuven's life in order to save my own. It's, it's Yiharik Valyavar. I have to allow myself to be killed rather than to transgress. Af Nara Hamurasa Teharik Valyavar. They both say, so to Nara Hamurasa. 
is osi yarig v'ayavur. Now, what does it mean nara muras yarig v'ayavur? We'll say what's nara murasa? That's gilayarayos. Remember again, a nara murasa is a married woman, so relations with her is immorality. So the comparison between osech and nara murasa teaches me two things. Number one, it teaches me the same way that I could kill Ruvain, who's trying to kill Shimon. I could kill Ruvain, who's trying to rape a Jewish woman, right? He's trying, he's trying, to, he's trying to rape Sarah. I'm allowed to do that. Not only that, the Gemara says, the Limit also goes the other way. Just like I have to sooner give up my life rather than kill someone else, so too I have to give up my life rather than quote-unquote rape a woman. What does that mean? I have to give up my life rather than engage in an act of immorality. So, we'll say, so from here we see that Halacha Lemaisa, the three cardinal averos of Avodah are all Yeharig Va'al Ya'avar. I have to sooner give my life than to transgress them. That stands in contradistinction with every other halacha in the Torah. Every other halacha, I will say the halacha is Ya'avar Va'al Yeharig. You do, somebody tells me, eat chazra, I'm going to kill you. Say, say, pass the ketchup, right? That, that, that's all. I will say, right? So again, I, I eat, I mean, don't, actually don't pass the ketchup, right? But, but again, I, I, I transgress. I transgress. Where shatners, I'm going to kill you. I, I transgress. Three averes. Three averes, right? I must give up my life rather than transgress. So the Gemara says, We'll say, so, but where do I know murder itself? I was about to say, where do I know that halacha lamaisa, murder itself? I have to sooner give up my life. And I was about to say, one could have made the cogent argument that this, right, Chayecha Koldman, my life comes first. So therefore, from where do I know that I can't take Ruvain's life in order to save my own? Svarahu. This is, this is incredible. It's a Svara. Because it was once a guy who came before Rava. Amrlei. Mori Doroi Amrli. Zilkatle Laplanye. So I will say this was a real case. A man came before Rava. And he said to Rava, Rava. The, 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 the tyrannical ruler of my city, right? Mori Doroi, the ruler of my city, came to me and he said, if I don't kill Ruvain, he's going to kill me. Amrle and Rava said to him, Lik Dalach, Velo Siktal. You have to give your life and you cannot kill Ruvain. After all, my chazis didama didach sumaktfei. Who says your blood is any redder? Dilma dama dahu gavra sumaktfei. Maybe the blood of your fellow is redder than yours. Which I will say is another way of saying that in the realm of human life, who is to say that one life is more important, right? So, so Rav was saying to this man, you want to take Ruvain's life in order to save yours. Who says your life is any more important than him? Then I will say, but you can make, so what's the counter argument to that? So who says that Ruvain's life is any more important than mine? So I will say, so you're right. It's a good kasha. And therefore the only way to resolve it is how? Shevi al so you're right, that's exactly the point. I don't know whose life is more important. How do you gauge whose life is more important? My life, his life, I'm a this, you're a that, you're this old, I'm that old. Who knows? So because we have no way of gauging the quote-unquote importance of life, therefore again, again, we do not go ahead and save one life at the expense of another. So I have to stop over here. Again, I will say, this sugya goes on. It's an inc- I, I just want to point out, I owe you, just remind me, I, here, here's what I owe you. I owe you a number of things. Number one, I owe you the vart of Lakelev Tashlichun also. Actually, one of, our, one of our listeners from Eretz Yisrael emailed me and told me that I never gave the vart. I owe you Lakelev Tashlichun also. That's Aleph, right? Base. I will say, just keep, keep, hold, hold on just for a second. 
Right, no, no, number two, number two, I owe you the halacha lemaisa in the machlokis, ultimately again between Chizkiah and Rabbi Avo, that, that is incredibly important. And now halacha lemaisa, again, I owe you also to, top tosas on chafhei omabezeros. Feel free to look at it tonight by the Hanukkah licht. This tosas is incredibly important because Rabose, we just established that Gilir Arayos ultimately again is Yeharik Va'al Yavor, right? That you have to sooner give your life rather than transgress. We'll say, we'll say, just give me, give me, give me one second. Stop the conversation just for a second. I'll say, remember, this is very important. I want to give you this amount of malkum. We just said that halacha lemaisa gilarayas is yeharik val yavor. I want to just point out, I'm going to give you the Rashi Prakim on this because it's late already, that, that Tosis brings out something very important. That's only when you are an active participant in the gile arayos. But if halacha lemaisa, something is being done to you, which of course is often the case, which could be in the case, of course, by a woman, then halacha lamaisa gila rayos may not be yeharik valyavar. It's a complicated sugi, it's a sugi of Esther Amalka, the sugi of Karka Olam. That's the top tosis over here. Just Menachem, you're going to keep the list of things. I'm pointing you as the sheer list keeper. Right? And I'm going to get through all of these things in the coming days.